Inspired Incompetence, the only podcast in the record book with an asterisk next to its name. How's everybody doing? Thought I got you there. So, here we are in the sewers below Vigil. Uh, no PTSD or anything. Yeah. Um, well, maybe a little. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah, Das one's feeling awesome. Yeah, Uchu doesn't really have any PTSD. I mean, that's that's pretty normal for us. <laughs> yeah, the seeing your friend almost die is Be- always a little bit. Can you fun. name me yeah. one day that we've had in the last month where I haven't almost watched a friend die and or just watched them die? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the trip to Vigil was pretty pleasant. Yeah, we had like a, a oh, whole that, like that six nice. six day road trip there. Yeah. yeah. Getting ice cream with Elias that one day. Which cool. one of those <laughs> nights was spent with Viper wandering off some with some random woman calling her mother into the woods? Like, oh yeah, yeah. But the other nights were pretty good. Yeah, think well, about I, all the other nights. <laughs> Move past the horrible ones and think about the. I'm not. I'm less not looking for uh, a four every four days out of the month is an enjoyable day kind of life. <laughs> I'm sure once you find whatever it is you're down here for. Everything's gonna be fine. It's this is only a three book AP. So yeah, you guys are in the sewers. You just killed a fucking humongous crocodile uh, that should have been uh, elementary to avoid, but I guess we're just not gonna talk about that. Yeah, let's not talk about uh, that. And was it a crocodile or an alligator? It was a crocodile. Okay, I don't know the difference, but I just want to make sure. One will see you later. The other will see you in a while. Oh, yeah. Thanks for clearing that up, Alex. You're you're welcome. (laughs) Save me a bunch of college money on zoology. (laughs) Also, that's the crazy part. Crocodiles have an overbite and alligators have an underbite. Yeah, but more, the most important distinction is when they'll see you. Mm. All right, well, you guys have since moved on. Uh, no, uh, No fatalities, luckily. Except for the crocodile. Old leatherback. Uh, no treasure either, which was, I think, the the the, the biggest blow of all for Uhtred. <laughs> and uh, so you guys have moved on. You continue to follow uh, the tracks of these armored knights, as well as the map that you had to kind of visualize and memorize uh, that... Uh, Grim tongue drew for you. Ah, the trash monster. He yep, was lovely. Yep. Yes. He was he was very hospitable. Surprisingly uh, for a big trash monster, he was. Yep. And we got that uh that leather glove. Yes, you did. Uh currently being worn by Uhtred. So that brings you to this next little map we've got here. It's been about ten minutes. Since your fight with old Leatherback. So, unfortunately, that's going to wipe clean any fly spells that had been cast during that fight. uh, As well as any other minute per level spells you guys might have had on yourselves. Uh, But, what's his name? Thalias still has mage armor. Because that lasts forever. Yes. Nine hours per level. Well, nine hours total. No, he said what he said. He said what he said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so yeah you guys come to a uh, a peculiar kind of intersection where you round a corner and you see a set of doors 
in the uh, the wall to your right. Uh, a black iron door sits recessed in the sewer wall, breaking up the monotony of brick and mortar. Above the portal, an ancient bust of a proud woman with her mouth agape glares down into the tunnel. You guys can make a knowledge religion or knowledge history check. I think I will. 14 religion. Uchir got a 20 religion. Uh, stand back. Randolph got a 19 religion. He says from second place. Vipera <laughs> uh, got a 19. So it is a little exaggerated with the facial features. So it you, you could have missed it, but none of you rolled low enough to. Uh, you recognize this uh, this bust as a depiction of Arasni. That bitch keeps popping up. Her features are exaggerated, and her mouth is open far too wide. Yeah, why? Oh, I can think of a couple reasons. I detect magic. (laughs) I detect magic on it. Ignoring the perversion of Joe. Hey, that's Randolph. Don't look at me. Yeah, Joe's just playing his character. (laughs) That makes it okay. Uh, You're not detecting any magical auras. Does it look like I can see... Does it look... Does it, does it look like I can see the back of its throat? Oh my god, Nick. <laughs> or does it look like, you know, I just... Quiet down, Randolph. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. I I guess you could. Okay. Doesn't look like anything's in the mouth, right? Uh, I'm gonna make a perception check. 13. Yeah, you're not a... You don't really see anything in there. I'm gonna poke around. Where's Where's every, yeah. Where's everybody else right now? Yeah, I'm probably equally as uh, curious as... Because uh, this is all, like, right in front of these doors right here. Yeah. Yeah, well, should we, like, might this be the entrance to this place that we've been looking for? Should we be on the lookout for that pressure plate the guy warned us about? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's not fall for both of the traps that we know about. Yeah, that's a <laughs> 33 perception to, to, to take a look around there. Yeah, Rogar, since you were warned about it and you're looking for it, you very easily spot the pressure plate. And it is, you know, as long as you point out to everybody, it's easy enough to just avoid stepping on it without, you know, needing to worry about where you're placing your your uh, characters on the map. I check this woman's mouth, too. Okay. Perception check is a 31. Now, I said Uhtred could you see the What are you, her fucking bet. dentist? <laughs> I, I said that Uhtred could see the back of her throat, but when you're really looking in there, it looks like it goes, like, way deeper than it should. Like, it's, like, th- it, like, leads to something. All right, well, I'm going to shove my fist in there and uh, just see how far back it kind of, like, goes. Uh, the bust is, like, above the, the door, I think. All right. Well, I'll give her a boost. <laughs> yeah, it's above above the doors. How much effort are we putting into <laughs> to fisting this gaping mouth of this uh, dead goddess? I mean, I don't know. Now I'm curious more than anything. So yeah, I I'm I'm gonna go all the way with this one. Okay. Uh, you get your arm in there and you don't really feel anything. But yeah, it definitely goes back kind of far. Ugh. All right, that was lame. Well, hold Sorry. on. There was a pressure plate because wasn't the trap <laughs> with the pressure plate that it would something would spew on us? Wasn't that the whole thing about the pressure plate? That's what he said. 
so got maybe gallons of filthy water on uh, maybe your face. the hundred gallons of water comes from the mouth that would make sense it's very possible what do you think Viper? can you feel any fetid water down there maybe if you keep going is a little bit moist in there <laughs> just don't invoke her gag reflex or you're gonna get all that water in the face <laughs> Vipira triggers the trap <laughs> manually. <laughs> like this damn thing won't go off. <laughs> I guess my Better arm lives here and... now. You're like, uh, who's the? Is it raccoons or something that won't let go of the object once they grab it? And they get caught in traps because oh, yeah, they just yeah. don't know to let go. <laughs> Guys, there was something in here, but now I'm stuck. Is the door underneath the bus locked? Well. I think they nah, said using different. Oh, did they... he? Well, he was talking about something after a bridge when he referred to that trap. Like that bridge right there? I point to the piece two of bridges. wood spanning the <laughs> two pieces of wood spanning the two separate uh, <laughs> tunnel there. I believe, and maybe I'm giving you something for nothing, but I believe he said that it's like once you're farther in. Okay. Like, beyond the entrance. It's just the trauma is coming back from old uh, leather, leather face. <laughs> also, yep. is Viper invisible right now? So it looks like Randolph's just standing there underneath the bus. Yeah, like. yeah, you de- you definitely get, like... <laughs> you, yep. <laughs> looks like I, I can't stand upright. I'm just like, struggling. <laughs> struggling under your own weight. Come on, girdle. Hold... <laughs> Uh, okay, so the door doesn't... Ap- well, I guess you wouldn't know unless you try to open it, but... Well, I'll shimmy uh, around Randall standing there and try and open the door. Well, I'll, I see that Vipira made a perception check that ultimately wasn't necessary because Rogiar spotted that pressure plate, but looks like Vipira got a 31 perception. Uh, so I'll, I'll, since she's standing right there, I'll give it to Vipira that you notice that uh, through the gap between the two doors, you can see that it is barred from the other side. But uh, with a successful disable device check, you could lift the bar from its from its holster, like through the crack. Oh, okay, trying to do that. Wait, 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 wait. Not to be Mr. Let's fumble our way through this uh, hideout. Wasn't there a specific entrance we were supposed to go to should we be fiddling with doors that are locked so the information that you received was there's about 10 guys back at the hideout also there's a trap outside the entrance in the form of a pressure plate also we are outside the entrance because we found the pressure plate yes also there's another trap once you're in the hideout there's a bridge over a subterranean lake and there's a door on the other side of the bridge that is trapped if you touch it i'm gonna disable the vice and i'm gonna be using those uh tools here we go um a 16 16 is not enough to uh lift the bar from the other side of the door but can i roll that seems to happen no (gasps) can i do it again Sure. Right. Can I roll to assist on this attempt? Are you ever allowed to roll on a disabled device? Uh, a, a twenty-two. Uh, maybe. 
I don't know. Definitely not this one, but there might be circumstances where you could roll to assist, but I'm pretty sure, like, just by default, you're usually not allowed to. Because it's, like, usually, like, a person hunched over, like, a locked door fiddling with little pokers to have another person, like, bump their way in and be like, let me help you with that. <laughs> Massaging yeah. my ah, shoulders. But yeah. in this circumstance, that's not what she's doing. She's saw through a crack that she could, like, slide something in and lift the bar, yeah. keeping the it's, door shut. It's still So like I could be very... looking through the crack, crack, giving her, like, oh, go up a little, go down a little. I think yeah, but she saying, can also Nick... look through that crack. Is see that the same thing that you're seeing. I also need to help. It's like the more heads in this crack, the better. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> really totem pole yourselves up here for best results. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to say no No assisting All on right. this. Uh, 22 is still not going to pass. All right, one more time, guys. I got this. Um, and then we move on. Do you? Oh, yeah, you could, you could improve worried, on that roll. Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> 14. Uh, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to make one attempt. <laughs> Borrow the thieves' tools for a second. Yeah. How about... Nope. A 20 ain't going to do it. The bar seems to be lifted up off the holster. Mm-hmm. And the doors are thrown open. <laughs> <laughs> like four people just watching this little thing shoot through and go up and shoot through and go up. Three people. And uh, you see three armored knights. God damn it, dude. What did I fucking say? I'm just going to put Uhtred right here Mm -hmm. since he decided to do one as well. Uh, And they say, they say, ah, they followed us back to the hideout. Get them. Everybody roll initiative. (laughs) So excellent. Made my life easy. Now, in the future, I got a question. Can I... Put Thalias in one of his forms. I'm assuming the incorporeal form and get him to pass through the wall. And then does that work? Does he, Or does he always have to go yeah. back to my head and then back out? Yeah. I mean, an incorporeal creature can pass through any solid object as long as they can do it with one's like with one turn worth of movement. Uh-huh. His ectoplasmic form can go through solid objects, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, same deal, I think, it's, but it has to. It's, but yeah, like it's, it's treated as difficult terrain. Movement is half. Yeah, half movement yeah. through the solid objects. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So me and Thalias are watching, <laughs> watching her go for it. Like, man, if only someone was on the other side, just able to. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that. T- technically, you guys are probably Randolph's probably up here. I mean, Viperia was on his shoulders at one point. Right. That's true. Right. 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 But yeah, you're just you're sitting there trying that, like. Thalias at any time could have just reached through the door and lifted it off himself. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's hear initiative rolls. Vipira. Uh, an 18. Uhtred. 19. Rogiar. 24. And Randolph. 11. Okay, up first is Rogiar. Uh, you can't really see anything from your vantage point, but you just heard uh, the doors get thrown open, and you heard some commotion indeed um what well, rogiar is going to fly up to get basically behind randolph and vipera to get a, a look into this this place that we just uncovered seeing the room inside and seeing the three combatants waiting there mm-hmm. um yeah rogiar is going to shoot an air blast 
at the... He's going to shoot an air blast at the purple one, the one in front of Uhtred. Okay. And I'm just going to add that none of these guys are flat-footed. Okay. Because, like, they hadn't rolled initiative yet, but they basically got a surprise round on you by getting into position and opening the door. Yeah, but if I remember correctly... From the last time we fought them. Their flat-footed is the same as their regular AC, so not like it makes a difference. True, true, true. Um, but yeah, Rogar is going to shoot... Uh, yeah, we'll do a cold blast at the purple one with the entangling infusion. All right. And I'll even take the burn to empower it. Does a 28 hit his touch AC? Oh, yes, it does. So that's going to be... 40 cold damage and I need a reflex save wow. well I got a reflex save for you ooh it's gonna be a 23 ooh 23 I believe passes yep okay up next is Uhtred I'm gonna cast defensively a chill touch and I take a minus one to my attack roll to guarantee that I can meet the concentration check okay okay and then I'm going to deliver that through uh, through Vala on the purple one right in front of Uhtred. All right. And I'm going to spend an Arcana point to Keen. All right. So you got a minus one penalty on this. Uh, yeah, I think that gets washed with my hero reading penalty, though, right? That's true. Yep. So the first one's uh, 19 to hit. That does not hit. And then... The second attack is a 17, which is an actual crit range for me. So I need to roll another... What's your full attack? 24. Okay, so that threatens. Okay. Uh, It was another 17 on the dice, so it's going to be 34 to confirm. Okay, that confirms. Cool. A lot of crits down in this sewer. (laughs) Hmm. All right, so, sorry, do you have a magic effect on here, too? I do. I assume. I just want to make sure. So the slashing crit is called Carve Your Initials, Normal Damage, and the target suffers from humiliation and may only attack you, negated by a will save. Oh, wow. And the magic crit is called Distraction, uh, Double damage and an illusion appears to attack the foe, flanking him for you for one d6 rounds. Um, I think I'm gonna take the magic one. All right. Double damage and illusory flanking, buddy. Yep. Um. So you have to make a fortitude save with a DC of 17. Okay. I need to roll two d6. He succeeds at his fortitude save. Okay, so he doesn't take any strength damage. And they're chaotic, right? Yes, they are. Now, does that get doubled? So would it be 4d6? No, that does not get Just another 2d6. Yes. All righty, let's see here. I think you got to roll... Oh, never mind. So it looks like 18 was the weapon crit. Uh, No, the weapon crit was 20. It's the one above... But you missed one. on the first attack. Oh, I'm sorry. So it would have been... So it's uh, 19. Yeah, 19. Okay. And then it looks like 16 from the spell. Okay. So or that's total 30. 35. Okay, 35. Damn. All right. He's still up. And he is being flanked by Uhtred. And Uhtred is now Vipera's turn. 
Vipira is going to move on the other side of orange. And she is going to slash. Okay. Claw, here we go. Oh, a uh, Uh-oh. natty one uh, to hit. 22 to hit their... Uh, Flat-footed minus two. That does not confirm the fumble. Nice. But that does leave Vipira visible. That it does. So these guys are not standing stock still. They're like bobbing and weaving, ready to fight. And Orange just kind of moves in an unexpected way at the last second. And Vipira, who is about to like dig her claws right in between like the joints of the armor instead just gets her nails like directly into like the like a single metal plate on the armor and it does nothing up next are the bad guys all right uh so purple is going to return fire onto utrid he's going to smite good assuming anybody pursuing them down here is good alignment but i believe utrid is not good aligned Utrid's not good aligned. Is he? I thought he was neutral, lawful neutral. He's lawful neutral. Okay. So the smite good does not work, but he's still going to attack. He's going to full attack. I can't remember if these guys had good att- like attack bonuses when we fought the first few. I am going to use an arcana such conviction low on these <laughs> do I want to do I want to uh, okay yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna spend an arcana point to give myself the AC bonus okay so that's going to be a 28 to hit miss okay wow a 25 to hit nope alright uh, he is going to realize that his smite good did not work He's going to say, not this one. So the pink one is going to step north to flank Vipira with orange. And they're both going to smite good. I'm going to make a like a commentary on this one and say, like, wasn't he previously flanking with another person on an image? I mean, I don't think that image does anything for other it basically like just gives Uhtred a flank buddy. Yeah. So there's no it's like. It's not meant to be like. It gives Uhtred a flank buddy against that person. It doesn't give and it doesn't apply that flanking to anyone else. Yeah. No, like it's, it's not fooling not... other people to be like, there's two of them, except for the one guy that got crit. Otherwise, that that increases the value of that crit like way more. So... Basically, only the purple guy can see the image. Yeah, it, and it, it's tragically not really descriptive because there are different types of illusory effects that would give us more information on that. Is it a figment? Is it a glamour? Is it a uh, phantasm? Those are those all have different different manifestations on the real world. One can only be perceived by like the target. It's like in their head. Another is you know something that everybody can see. And then there's, there's all sorts of degrees of it, and it doesn't specify. So since it's only affecting the target of the crit, I have to assume that it's not going to have other like tactical applications beyond what just the crit says. So first we're going to do pink. 
a 35 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Okay. And then a 12 to hit. No, does not hit. That was, I think, the single, single swingiest full attack I've ever done. <laughs> 35 to 12. All right. I'm sure. Is Vipira good? Yeah, she's like chaotic good. Yeah, so it's got sting a little. I don't know if sting's the right adjective. <laughs> Take 27 points of damage. And now it's Orange's turn. That's 21 to hit. Does not hit. And 30 to hit. Hits. Take another 14 points of damage. Ooh, that was uh, a lot lighter. So on their first swings, all three of these guys, uh, their swords uh, were like draped in this dark, sinister energy. But only the first swing. And then the second swing... That energy's gone. So, Vipira got smote uh, by both of these guys. One of them hit her on his first attack. The other one hit her on his second attack. But now, it is Daswin's turn. And she's going to take a move action to run across the bridge and be uh, adjacent to Rogyar, who's flying above the trough. Daswin is standing on the platform. So she's got a relatively clear shot into this room. Uh, all the knights still have soft cover against her, but she's going to take her best shot onto Orange, who is one of the flankers of Vipira. That's going to hit 15 points of damage. And now it is Randolph's turn. All right. Big R. Here we go. I'm gonna step up five feet. Okay. Um, am I gonna do that? No. Thalias is gonna step up five feet and attack Orange fully. Power attackily. Okay. 26 to hit. 26 hits. Uh, 13 damage. Slam number two. Is Vipira flanking? Yeah. Yep. So you're at 20. 20? 20 does not hit. Oh, really? What about uh, plus bonuses? All right. Oh, it doesn't hit, then. I can't get there. All right. Next up is Rogyar. All right. Jeez. Uh, Rogyar is going to kind of, like, float forward five feet to get out from behind Randolph. I assume the, the, the pink one in the back there is considered to have soft cover, right? I'm pretty sure I'm going to say they all have soft cover since the ceiling's only eight feet tall. Right. So. And that's. Can't. And that's what, like a plus four to their AC? Yes. Okay. All right. is going to gather power and he's going to shoot a blizzard blast at the pink one. All right. So I'm going to eat one burn for that. <laughs> blizzard blast is the big one, right? Yeah. But I'm not empowering it. Okay. Yeah. It's a 22 to hit. 22 to hit its his touch AC? No, nope, it's a physical. It's against his regular AC. With soft cover, that misses. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That's a that's a big shame. I know. Alright, Uhtred, you're up. I'm just gonna take a full round with Valo. Okay. On the purple guy who's still in front of me. Okay. First attack is a 25 to hit. 25 hits. Okay. So they took 8 from the 
uh, chaotic plus six is 14, and then they took another two negative energy damage. Uh, so that's 16 total damage from the first strike, and he has to make a fortitude save with a DC 17. He fails his fortitude save because he's dead. Okay. I will take a... Can I take a five... I guess I would have to fit resolve my attack action, then take a five-foot step. You can five-foot step between attacks. Okay. My second attack is a 23 to hit, and if it hit... It's a crit threat. That does hit. 21 to confirm. 21 confirms. So the slashing crit is called Wide Open, does normal damage, and the target provokes an attack of opportunity from all threatening opponents. Holy shit. No way. This guy is flanked by Vipira and Thalias, and I think that means it provokes from Uhtred as well. Yeah. Um... And the magic damage is called Hoarder's Wrath, which does double damage or triple damage to dragons. Oh, wow. No dragon. Is this guy a dragon? <laughs> no. I'll so, never tell. Let's, uh, let's all take attacks of opportunity. Let's fucking dogpile um, on him. But before people roll that, let me finish resolving this because... So it's normal damage. So yep, it would so just be make your... eight, and then the 2d6, and then the 1d6 from... Thank you yes. for waiting, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I got so excited. I can't get this fucking thing to disappear off my skin. I see that it's a twelve total. I'm not yeah, sure what the fine. exact breakdown is of it. So, um, and he needs to make a fortitude seventeen, but a fortitude right. save with a DC of seventeen. So he took twenty damage total. It looks like. Uh, yes, eight plus the twelve. And here comes your fortitude save. 22. Uh, yes, that's going to make it. All right. Now let's get a tax opportunity. Uh, let's start with Thalias. Uh, you just want to start with me because I missed. <laughs> what? 18 plus 2 is 20. Is 20 yeah. hit? Yeah, with bonuses, uh, that misses. All right. Taking all comers. All right. Between Viper and Uhtred. I mean, I'll let Uhtred... Uh, do you want... You decide. Do you want the first attack, or you want me to take uh, it? I think Uhtred missed anyways. He got a... Looks like a 19 to hit. Yeah, that's a miss. Alright. Um, a 24 to hit. 24 hits. For 42 damage. Goddamn. Wow. Vipira slays the orange knight. Pretty good crit, Uhtred. Yeah. And it's now Vipira's turn. Vipira takes a... Five foot step just north of pink here and she's going to claw claw all right all right claw number one is going to be a 24 to hit 24 hits uh next is going to be a uh oh sorry that's going to be 17 damage all right and then the next is going to be a natural 20 all right, roll to confirm. Is God damn it? Uh, Say it, Tom. It's gonna be an eighteen to hit. <laughs> well, that's a nineteen to hit with the hero bonus. Oh, right. Do you have another plus? Do you have another plus two bonus to spend on attack rolls? I don't. I have. Well, he's got a hero point. Oh. I got. No, I spent that hero point. 
Um, I don't think there's a way for me to uh, get up to that 21, so I'm going to say 21 damage. Okay. You got him pretty good. Nice. But he's still up, and it's his turn. He sees what you're doing, trying to leave him open for a flank position. He's going to five-foot step northeast and keep him keep you between himself and your allies. Then he's going to full attack. It's going to be rough. That's a 21 to hit. 21 doesn't hit. Oh, 16 to no, hit. No, it doesn't hit. I don't oh, think boy. these things are this weak. I think your axle's just not rolling well. And we're going to pay for this in a minute. <laughs> well, he's got a whole turn to that he's going to have to survive to try to do that again. Uh, it's Doswin's turn. I think as a move action, she can get across the bridge again and then right in front of Rogyar. Sorry, Rogyar, but I got to get into a better position. She still, the, This guy still has soft cover from her, but now she, on her next turn, she can probably get into a position where he won't. She's going to take an attack. Deadly aim. It's going to miss because of deadly aim. Doswin, you fool. Yeah. Randolph, speaking of fools. Yeah. Speaking of awesome players who are totally going to do awesome stuff right now. <clears throat> yep, yep. I'm going to yep. move up 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 with Elias. 5, 10, 15, 24 Randolph. And okay. we're both going to swing for the fences. Uh, hold on. So. Uh, Thalias's movement's gonna provoke. What? Why? Because you moved out of a threatened square. Oh, yeah. I know the rules. I know you do. That's a 28 to hit. 28? Why are you rolling bad for everyone else that comes to me and start rolling 28s? Yeah, that know. hits. Seven damage. Oh, nice. He takes it like a champ. Alright, full attack time. Welcome to the slam. If you want to jam. You know, I think Thalias had enough movement where he could have gone into a flanking position with Vipira. Mm, nah, he doesn't do that. He is Thalias. That's I'm true. Thinking... That's very on brand for Thalias. Aha! 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 21 to hit with slam. Man. I was so hoping it would miss by two or less. <laughs> so just to rub it in his face that he elected yeah. not to get in a flanking position yeah. with Vipira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21 Never hits. Punished. 21 hits, 13 damage. Alright. And... But Scythe! <laughs> so let me tell you about Scythe. Tell me all about uh, it. That's a 19. 19 does not hit. Yeah, okay, I didn't think so. Oh well. Alright. Tried my best. Yep, and Viper is now surrounded by friends. Uh, Viper, or, uh, Uhtred, it's your turn. Okay. Um, Wait. I thought I was after Randolph. I believe I was the um, last to go. So yeah, I'm top, sorry. I saw an R at the top, and I was like, that was Randolph. Yeah, Rogar's next. Okay. Sorry, Utrid. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rogar will fly into the room, kind of past everyone so he can finally get a clear shot at this thing, this guy. And he's... This fucking guy. This fucking guy. And he's going to take a shot with his air blast with a pushing infusion. All right. So that's a 29 to hit. That hits. And that is 33 damage. You blow him away and kill 
the remaining night. All right. Is everyone okay? Hmm, I seem fine. Oh, looks like... Oh, Vi- Vipira got the worst of it, Doswin says, Ugh. looking at Vipira. So, uh, you find three potions of bark skin. They're, they each have a uh, suit of plus one full plate. They each have a plus one light steel shield. They each have a plus one longsword. You find 12 javelins. Uh, each of them have a lesser talisman of arrow protection. Just like the other ones, you find that each of them have a unholy symbol of Urgothoa, as well as a holy symbol of Arasni. Do you guys take those from the other guys? Um, I don't think so. We would have no reason to. We're like, we don't need to. We're not trophy hunting for unholy symbols. Hmm. Okay. Just curious. Uh, let me look at the room itself. I know we didn't explicitly say it, but I think Uhtred actually would take the holy symbols and maybe start collecting them so he can present them to, like, Cito or Elena, like... He's building his case. Yeah. I want tangible evidence. All right. So you're taking, you're taking both the unholy symbols of Urgothoa as well as the holy symbols of Erasne? Okay. Well, are they holy or unholy symbols for Erasne? They look like holy symbols of Erasne. And as far as the room goes, you see uh, two uh, ever-burning torches that are illuminating this room. Anything of note in this room? Uh, oh, hey, I'll read you the description. A makeshift barracks fills a surprisingly clean room lit with two flickering torches, which we just covered our ever-burning torches. The scent of incense is strong, covering the foul sewer stink. Three hammocks are anchored to the northern wall, and a table with three chairs stands in this room's southern end. Uh, the table is actually uh, has a bunch of playing cards uh, hastily strewn across it. Uh, I think these guys were maybe playing cards. Notice somebody trying to lift that bar and uh, hastily sprung to action. A stairwell descends along the eastern wall near several barrels and crates. An imposing iron door is set into the brick wall to the west where you came from. So that's like the, the, the description text of the room, but then there's like more descriptions that should be included in that that are instead in like the notes for me. Uh, the room is, is primarily constructed of brick and mortar. However, the floor to the northeast is much older, like where the stairs are. You see a severely faded tile mosaic at the top of the descending stairs. Uh, the mosaic is obviously incomplete with its neighboring sections buried under the brick and mortar wall to the north and east. So it's like part like this sewer was clearly built around whatever this older like staircase uh, and surrounding construction is. Um, and who wants you can make a perception check? Or knowledge nature check on the mosaic. 18. My god. I got a 7. I got a 13. And mine was the knowledge nature. Okay. 28. Okay. Uh, 28, as well as Rogar's 18, identifies this uh, partially obscured mosaic as a white stylized lotus flower. Um, Anyone who wants to can give me a knowledge religion check. Uh, that's another seven for me with a natural one. It's a ten for Rogar. Uchir got a twenty-nine. Yeah, Vipir got a sixteen. Okay. Uh Utrid, 
uh, you would recognize this stylized lotus flower as a seldomly used symbol uh, referring to Arasni. That's all there is for you in this room. Well, we didn't come all this way to stop at a staircase. Uh, yeah. Yeah, deeper we go. Uh, before we go down any further, anybody want to throw me a couple of heals here? Oh, yeah, I got you. Don't, don't do it. Uh, heal 25 and take uh, 9 non-lethal. You want another for me or you want something uh, from Randolph? Something from Randolph. Okay. Yeah. Something in the way of uh, plus 2d8. Yeah. Give me that good shit. Use that also cure some of that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Gets me every time. That's a niner. <laughs> All right. I could live with uh, with 63. That's fine. Well, you're going to have to. How much are you down? Uh, oh, nine non lethal, too. Well, he's down. Das one can 13. hit you with a, with a. All right. Das one will hit you with a lay on hands. She heals you for 14. Nice. Again, one over full. <laughs> She's got a gift over there. It's just what she does. Yep. All right. So with that, you guys uh, descend down the stairs. Yep. While we're heading down, um, Rogier is gonna like pose a question, like mostly to Utrid, but like to the to the group at large. Um, it. These guys all have holy symbols for Erasni, but wasn't Erasni a, a good goddess? Like, wasn't she one of like Aridin's? Like speakers or something? Uh, Daswin speaks up. She says, Indeed she was. She was the Herald of Aridin uh, before she was slain by the Whispering Tyrant. Iomade ascended to divinity not too long after that, and she eventually took over that role herself until Aridin died, and then Iomade inherited much of Aridin's divinity. But, yeah, uh, Arasni was was a hero of the Knights of Ozum, their patron saint, as it would be. So why are these guys worshipping her? I don't know. Maybe they're just laughing at her. But she's depicted outside that outside those doors, and there's her there's her lotus above the stairs. If this place is as old as it looks, perhaps it was built when Arasni was Still the patron saint of the Knights of Ozum. I don't know where we're going, but it seems... It seems ancient. Maybe having these holy symbols in a forgotten ruin of Arasni is just their way of spitting in her face, laughing at her memory. And she, like, grimaces as she's speaking. Maybe, but this isn't our first encounter with... The symbols of Arasni. Does Vipira still have the rapier? Vipira still does have the rapier. It's mm. actually quite the opposite. It seems no matter how far we go, we just continually find more things related to Arasni. As as like listeners, we know that like Rossler like trapped and sacrificed her to like imprison Tarvifan, but. As characters, is it common knowledge that Rosslar and, like, Arasni were a thing? You know that Roslar like, was in love with Arasni. Okay, so we do know that. Uh, yeah. And I think you've started to uncover 
evidence that Roslar may have done some dirty shit regarding Arasni, but I don't think you, you I don't your think characters have any specifics. Right. I don't I think our right now Uchard knows that there's like a big secret behind Rossler about him not being such a good guy. And there's no connecting thing right now that that thing that makes him no longer a good man or good guy was related to a Razni. You think not only was he, he may have not only been a, not a good guy, but he may have actually been a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uchard's but, yeah. becoming more and more like a Razni might be the key to figuring out what this is all about. Yeah. She keeps popping up for sure. I mean, we've traveled different planes and she's still popping up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you descend these stairs. They go down 90 feet. Uh, We're going to go to a new map. Yo, real quick, like, we've all kind of had the thought that that undead mass lady outside of the Bastion of Light was really a Razzny, right? Uh, all of us? <laughs> I'm not the only one that's had that thought, right? Maybe. Yeah, I no, you guys, did it. I don't think anybody's like voiced that if they've had that thought. Well, all right, then I feel like that's first very, to voice. Yeah, I feel like that's a very interesting thought. Like, it would make sense that it would explain why, as an undead, she like has more of um, an existing remnant of like who she was, maybe, or you know, she's not that mindless zombie undead. She's not inherently evil, right? I think we tested that, and she didn't come off as evil. Um, I don't know if you guys had a way to detect evil. Didn't Thelias... Was Thelias dead at that point? Yeah, he was dead. Might yeah. have been. And I think just about any undead is going to detect as evil, no matter what. Yeah. Don't yeah quietly in the background, Axel. <laughs> I want to be part of the conversation. Planting that subliminal, like, good, Matt, you're right, almost always. (laughs) Well, I'm throwing it out there. It's not the first time I had that thought. Hmm. So you descend 90 feet. The stairs open up into a room, adorned with thousands of tiles covering the walls, floor, and ceiling. The tiles form mosaics depicting the story of a warrior woman garbed in crimson robes fighting a host of undead. A dented gold brazier with a lotus petal motif rests at the chamber's center. Steep stairs ascend to the north where you came from, and two archways to the south open into a large cavern. A hall to the east ends in a pile of rubble from some long-ago collapse. Take another uh, knowledge history or religion check. Ooh, 11. 20. 33. Not beating it. All right. So Uhtred and Rogyar identify uh, this mosaic depicting the Battle of Three Sorrows, which was the battle that Arasni fell to the Whispering Tyrant, and it crushed the morale of the Knights of Ozum. Their morale still hasn't recovered. (laughs) You also uh, realize that the... Gold brazier, uh, one of them, was once used to burn offerings, but it hasn't been used for centuries. The gold brazier uh, radiates a faint aura of abjuration. Uh, I assume Uhtred, our perma-detect magic machine, would see that. Between 
uh, detecting magic and your knowledge religion checks, uh, you know that if you were to burn items uh, as offerings up to a certain amount, uh, something might happen. I mean, we just we got a bunch of Luchard got a thirty-three. We got a bunch of plus uh, one full plate armor. <laughs> Uchard, give me a spellcraft check. Twenty-eight. You know that if you burn at least five hundred gold worth of items in this brazier, you know that the the final bits of magic that this brazier was imbued with will uh, will coalesce and grant you grant everybody in the room a plus one sacred bonus to AC. For as long as they're down here. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Does it stack with my other sacred bonuses? Do you have sacred bonuses? No, I don't think so. Then yes. But how would you get other sacred bonuses? I've never heard of it before. Now I'm curious. Uh, a lot of, like, cleric spells give you sacred bonuses to stuff. Um, gotcha. Yeah, they're they're not very common. It's not a common bonus type. So, yeah. Would they stack if I had them? Or no, we should take some of that armor off of those guard. <laughs> uh, we should take some of the armor off of those guards up there and offer it as a sacrifice. Should we should be provided with a slight reinforcement of sacred bonuses? Well, that sounds like a good idea to me. So we do five hundred golds worth of armor burning. All right. Well, just you just, so just kind of throw a whole, an entire suit of armor. Yeah. All right, so smoke issues from the brazier, uh, forming the image of a woman, a warrior woman donning her armor. Upon seeing this image, you're all filled with a a sense of security, safety. You all gain a plus one sacred bonus to AC until you leave this area, like until you go back up those stairs. Even Thalias gets the bonus? Even Thalias. Nice. Um, and shortly after that, the smoke uh, vanishes, and Uhtred, you no longer detect a magical aura from the brazier. Well, that was awesome. Okay. So we get the plus one? Yep. Nice. She didn't give us any hints or anything, did she, about uh, the upcoming uh, rooms? She... she uh, Pointed two fingers at her eyes, and then pointed at wrote at Randolph, and then drew a finger across her throat. No, she didn't give you guys any any hints or indication that you were meant to communicate with her. It was just a little ghostly image. So, uh, yeah, it looks like the hallway to the east is uh, caved in. Then let's go south. I like south. Which way though? South. I mean. Well, is there two souths, or are they open to the I same think, room? I think they go to the same looking room. Out, it, looking out, it looks like they open to the same area. I mean, the Elias will go in the left side. Rogar follows Uhtred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Split, split the healer. <laughs> one healer one way, one healer the other. Oh, touche. <laughs> it's like having a personal yeah. catcher. <laughs> oh, I can heal people. I'm a healer. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, the Randolph and Thalias over here. I'll take uh, Doss one. <laughs> what are we doing? A team draft? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, at least there's no bad guys. At least. So you step out, and a time weathered terrace skirts the temple 
that you stepped out of and overlooks a plaza partially buried under a collapse. A second temple stands to the east of the plaza, overgrown with mushrooms and wet tendrils of fungus. To the south, a crystalline bridge arches over a subterranean lake. The air is damp and smells strongly of minerals and salt. Alright, I'll, uh, since it includes that in the description, I'll, well, I don't know how far you guys can say. Bridge. We were warned to not take the bridge, because it's Um, trapped. Yeah. Let me just... So, you guys have dancing lights. I guess the question is, how brazen are you going to be with those? So it looks like you can move them as far as 190 feet away from yourself. But in doing so, probably attract quite a lot of attention. Uh, They shed light, I think like lanterns. So you would get a, a good idea of your surroundings within like, I think, 30 feet of each light. So, I mean, I, I know I said something about a bridge, but I guess it'd be up to you guys or, you know, whoever's using their d- dancing lights. Like there's like rock formations all around here or it, that might be like part of the like the collapse that the description mentioned. But there's clearly like some openings like there's there's space that you could, you know, go in between them. Like, there, like there's more to it. How far out do you send those dancing lights? I guess my feeling is, if this is like an unlit underground area, the fact of the matter is we're not going to be stealthy if we have any kind of light going. Right. So, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep them close if we're going to use them. Because then anything in the darkness is going to see us a mile away. We might as well extend them out as far as we can so we have the most visibility to see something coming at us. And we Fair can enough. always send them back to us, right? Yeah. I mean, I lowering them to keep them within 30 feet of us feels like, okay, so we have a vision of 30 feet, but they're going to see us from further away. So the only advantage, like, keeping them close only just limits our field of vision. That's a very good point. Unless we just want to not use the lights at all, and how dark is it without the lights? It's pitch black. You'd be blind. Well, looks like we're just going to extend the lights as far as they can go, giving us the widest range of vision. So, you spot that bridge. there, And there's still clearly more areas that you just can't see yet from your vantage point because it's too far away. You've got big rock formations in your way. But... So yeah, as a move action, you can move it. I think it was like 100 feet out. Um, But at any rate, you guys are looking out over this area. Give me uh, perception checks. Hey, 31. Mm. 12. I got a 14. That's a 31. Okay. The terrace floor is made of elaborate red marble with thick veins of ash. Adding to the terrace's faded grandeur are four worn clay statues depicting Arasni as the graceful armored red crusader. Rose gold and gemstones decorate the statues, but the paint that once covered the clay is faded and peeling. You see four crumbled piles of clay, indicating that there were once eight statues here in total. Rogyar and Vipira. It's clear to you that... Uh, two of the former statues have succumbed to the elements and collapsed where they stood, while the other two uh, 
seem to have been destroyed more recently by tools or weapons. Looks like those ones fell from natural causes. These ones over here, um, if you notice these uh, markings, seems that they were taken out by, uh, by tools. But why are they here to begin with? Where are we? I mean, it seems like it's an old temple for Erasne. Um, you would also note that the four remaining statues, uh, they bear rose gold inlays and gems, uh, probably worth about 200 gold each. And, uh, where's everybody right now? Is half the people still in G1, half the people in G2, or is everybody moved yeah, I, down? Oh, yeah, yeah, I would have moved down. Actually, I'd move even off the, into G3 here. All right. Well, I'm going to stop you there then. Okay. In that case, Vipir would kind of chug along to, uh, she would maintain her front position. All right. And that's when you all hear something. Dun, dun, dun. The four remaining statues stir. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. Don't like that at all. And uh, the, uh, the weapon part kind of makes sense now. They step off their pedestals and get oh. ready to attack. Everybody roll initiative. You know, fighting a building is the last thing I wanted to do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maybe they'll roll low initiatives as well. I mean, how good could their initiative possibly be? How fast could they sure, be? They're, they're statues. statues, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Rogue if I move after a statue, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Randall's basically one step above a statue at the moment. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got an 11. Utrid. 17. Vipira. 8. And Randolph. 7. Yeah. I think among the four of us, Utrid had the highest roll with a 7. Although, better to get that out of the way in initiative, I guess. That's true. If we're all going last, it doesn't really feel like anyone went last. <laughs> <laughs> Up first is Daswin. <laughs> Yay. And Daswin just not a great spot to do much good. Um, Daswin's going to cast Bless, and then she's going to move 20 feet west, draw her bow, and be ready. Up next is Uhtred. Do I get a knowledge check on these things? Uh, yes. Give me knowledge arcana, please. 21. So, Uhtred, you recognize these creatures as Graven Guardians. And you actually remember fighting one at Death Bower. Oh, the thing that was, like, sneak attacking us with daggers. Oh, it had yeah. a plus one keen dagger, yes. Interesting. You know that Graven Guardians are human-sized constructs of clay, stone, wood, or similar materials crafted and painted to resemble a deity or a deity's favorite servants. You can ask me... What'd you get? 21? You can ask me two questions about a Graven Guardian. Boy, I wish I could remember what I had asked and knew the first time around. Yeah, same. <laughs> I do remember something about, like, they had, like, a, a special tie to a weapon. Was that just for the one in the garden, or was that a common trait across these things? Uh, you remember... Like, because we disarmed that plus one keen dagger off of a him. Grave, yeah, a Graven Guardian that carries its deity's favorite weapon treats that weapon as a plus one weapon as long as it is wielded by the Guardian. 
Right, okay. If the weapon is a melee weapon, it gains the keen weapon special ability. Uh, if it's a thrown weapon, it gains a returning weapon. If it's a ranged weapon, it gains a seeking weapon special ability. That's right. And that thing had a plus one dagger, but when it was using right. it, it was a plus one keen dagger. That's it. And what weapons do these ones have? They are wielding rapiers. Which are the favorite weapon of their deity? They're Arasni's favorite weapon. You do know that they are Arasni's favorite weapon, yep. You can ask me two questions. How about another constructs? Yes. And we know that constructs can't suffer a critical strike, right? No, you can create a construct. Okay. That's I feel like we do this every time with a construct. Okay. Um <laughs> Do they have any DR? They have DR5 that is overcome by adamantine weapons. Oh, really? Yes, really. I'm tempted to ask what their alignment is. Probably not chaotic, though, I could assume. So it might be worth me retrieving my my other scimitar. Perhaps. Okay. Um, I would like to know one cool ability thing that they can do. All right. You know about their guardian domains. Graven guardians uh, have... Uh, each Graven Guardian gains a special ability from two domains assigned during construction. The domains are based on the deity that they're meant to represent. And I'll give you one. A or B? Give me A. Okay. Uh, it gets a bonus from its nobility domain. It gains a plus one bonus on attack rolls and combat maneuver checks. Uh, to retrieve something out of my handy haversack, it's a move action. Yes. Okay. I'm going to drop Valo, use a move action to retrieve my adamantine scimitar, use a swift action to keen it, and then make an attack with it. Okay. Uh, the first one's going to be, and the only one, is going to be a 26 to hit. 26 is going to hit. And it takes 8 slashing damage, but that is coming from an adamantine weapon. Very good move. Burt Gummer here. <laughs> Doing what he can with what he's got. Who? From Tremors. From Tremors. Oh, uh, right, of course. <laughs> okay, uh, good turn. It is now the Graven Guardian's turns, and they're going to go next week. Oh my god. Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh my god. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.